0: Uh, The parable of the lost son, or perhaps it should be called the lost sons. And uh, what a wonderful uh, reading this is. I'm going to be concentrating mostly on that. I will then go back to Psalm 32 at a certain point and then go back to the prodigal son at the end. Um, We're in a series of uh, sermons on abiding with God. Bearing fruit for him and being pruned by him. So we can bear more fruit in the future. I was in a wonderful walled garden um, uh, on Thursday this week, and we were pruning apple trees. And uh, that's got me thinking about pruning. And this was not pruning little branch, little twigs off, this was sawing branches off huge Apple trees. And we had to be quite brave to do that because it changed the whole shape of the tree. Um, But the objective was to reduce the dense cover at the top of the tree and in the middle of the tree so that light could come in. And with the increased light, we can be confident that the tree will thrive and bear more fruit in the future. And Last year, apparently, it produced very small apples. This year, it's going to produce big apples. (laughs) So, that's what pruning is all about. And I think we, uh, as we come to this story, um, we need to allow God to prune us without fear. He wants to make us stronger so we can produce more fruit for him in the future. The story is particularly uh, powerful for me. Um, it's not something I'm particularly proud of. When I was uh, seventeen, I walked away from the faith that um, I had been brought up with by my loving parents, and I didn't come back to that my faith until I was twenty-seven. It was a period of my life where it it was adventurous. I went to Africa for a year. uh, But spiritually, it was a desert. I'd walked away from my father. God brought me back to my senses when I was downcast. And he spoke to me very directly in a large Uh, London church which I just decided at the spur of the moment to drop into I don't really know why I did well I do because God was leading me there and it was packed out and I was somewhere near the back of the church and um, I was feeling a bit sorry for myself and um, then suddenly the preacher started to speak and it was if he was speaking straight to me. Well, he was. He was speaking, I was right at the back. you couldn't possibly have seen me. But he spoke straight to me. That's what it felt like to me. And he was preaching about uh, this wonderful verse from Romans. Romans 5. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I was overwhelmed in that moment by the sheer enormity of God's love for us, um, for me. Uh, I suddenly realized that uh, Christ had died for me, although I was a sinner. And um, I was just overwhelmed by the love of God at that moment. So, um, yeah, I'm a prodigal, but I'm glad that God brought me home. Back to our story. prodigal son walked away from his father he cut himself off from relationship with his father and uh, he took his inheritance he demanded his money and he left home he went to a distant country where he squandered his wealth in wild living and what was he thinking I wonder why did he do that was he seeking fame was he seeking wealth was he seeking popularity, love, affirmation, or perhaps he wanted to prove himself? We don't know, but we do know the result. His life started to fall apart. He lost his wealth, he lost his status, he lost his friends, his self esteem, he lost everything. And what is Jesus trying to teach us through this story? The prodigal son placed himself outside the Garden of Eden. He placed himself outside of God's warm embrace. We are not made to be distant from God. We are not made to be distant from God. Our real home is to be in relationship with him, to be in relationship with our father. He created us. He knit us together in our mother's wombs. We are his beloved on whom his favor rests. Why would we want to leave that all behind? Pressures of the world perhaps to prove ourselves. I think if I'm honest, occasionally... I still walk away from home. I don't know whether you do, but occasionally I am deaf to the voice of God. I'm deaf to uh, him calling me his beloved. And off I go in my own own strength. When I'm self-sufficient, perhaps I'm walking away from God again but not in the way I did when I was a a young man and walked right away. Um, But there's always that uh, pressure of the world to walk away from the God who loves us. And The prodigal son finally comes to his senses in our story and he realizes he is lost. No one's showing any interest in him other than to use him for material gain. Then he hears, ever so faintly, the voice of his father calling him home. The father's hand had in fact always been stretched out towards him. And the prodigal son hears that voice of love. He decides to go I would suggest he was far from trusting his father's love at that point. Um, He thought his father's love would be conditional, so he prepared all sorts of speeches. I'll work for you as a servant. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Does he want to receive his father's forgiveness? Or was his response just one of need, a practical solution to his problems? Can he accept his father's love and break off his rebellion for good? Can he surrender to God so that God can renew him and a new being emerge? We have an amazing father. He longs for us to turn to him, to trust him, to be forgiven. And in Psalm 32, which Sue read just now, it's a wonderful psalm. David had sinned greatly in his life, but he pours out his sin to God and seeks his forgiveness. he realized that he couldn't live free until the Lord forgave him. David wanted a living, intimate relationship with his father. And he couldn't progress without it. So he asked for his forgiveness. And his father in heaven, I would suggest, was just so thrilled to give that forgiveness, because David, with his heart, wanted to be in want him to be in, in relationship with, with with God. He realized the Lord would lead him and watch over him. He trusted him and was prepared to be pruned by him. In our story, the father's love is total. You see it when he runs towards his son. As Sue was saying in the words she had earlier, he couldn't wait to meet his son. He runs towards his son, he's filled with compassion. He throws his arms around him. He kisses him. He's thrilled to see him home because he loves him. And the point of the parable is that God the Father loves us just like that. He longs for us to come home. Our home is with him and he longs for us to come home to him. And when we turn to him, He is thrilled. He is thrilled when we turn to him. He adores you. Each one of you, he adores me. He made us. He knows what he made. But am I prepared to open myself up to that love? Am I prepared to be found by him? He's approachable. He's not a scary father. Abba, daddy. He wants that intimate relationship with each one of us. So sometimes, if if I think of myself unwanted, don't believe that lie. Don't believe that you're not worthy, a failure father says no you are my son, you are my daughter you are my child accept his forgiveness accept that in his eyes you are perfect I don't need to perform I just need to allow him to love me and renew me. In his eyes you are beautiful. In his eyes you are perfect. There's nothing we need to do other than to receive his love. The elder son is also lost. His young brother's come home and he's jealous. On the face of it, he had looked okay. But I suggest he had also wandered away from his father. He's unhappy. He's not free. And when his younger, a brother comes home. Anger and resentment bubble up. He feels superior and wants to be treated as such. His words are self-righteous, self-pitying, jealous. His heart feels it has never received what it was due. Why don't people thank me? Why am I excluded again? So he complains about his brother to his father. He's not grateful. Gratitude and resentment can't coexist. He refuses to accept and receive his father's love. Does he eventually realize he's walked away from his his father's love and seek forgiveness? We don't know. But we do know the older son needs to receive that forgiveness and be pruned of his bitterness and jealousy and self-pity. He needs to let go of the darkness that is inside him to stop complaining, comparing, resenting and return to his true self which is free to love and then to give love then he'll be able to hear the words you are with me always and all I have is yours he also has to be prepared to be pruned as must we God loves to celebrate us. He loves to celebrate and for us to see us full of joy and gladness. We had a wonderful uh, gospel choir evening here last night and the church was full and it was a lot of fun. It really was a lot of fun and it was full of joy and laughter and I think uh, the Lord delighted in that. He loves to celebrate. And we were celebrating last night. It was a wonderful, wonderful evening. He wants us to be full of joy and gladness and small things as well as big. Look for things to celebrate. Look for the light and not the darkness. For truth and not for lies. Choose to live to the full, celebrate and give thanks for God's forgiveness and for the gifts he has showered on us. As we uh, return to God's As as we return home, our real home, which is with our Father. Let's claim his joy. Let's not be tempted by sadness, cynicism, darkness. The Father has dressed us in robes with a cloak and a ring. So, dispel lies about your true self and believe that we are a much-loved child, child of God, Or each one of us. In John 15, Jesus said, Remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. So let's throw off sadness and uh, darkness and celebrate with the Father. Let's be clothed with his love and with his joy. Do either of the uh, sons resonate with you? The father doesn't compare the younger and older sons. He doesn't have favorites. The world's view of you doesn't matter to him. He knows you as you are. You are perfect. You are beautiful. You are just as he made you. Choose gratitude, not resentment in your life. Sometimes we choose to be grateful even when our emotions, feelings are hurt. Resist the darkness and speak out about beauty and goodness. <clears throat> Jesus showed us what true sonship was. He loves his Father and is obedient to him, but he's never his slave. His home is with his Father. He is able to give unconditional love. To others, because he's received that unconditional love from his Father. And Jesus was all the time drawing on that love that he received from his Father, and he gave it out all the time. Do you need to come home and receive the Father's love? He's longing to. Put his arms around you. He will run towards you. And he will wrap you in his arms. He longs for that. Do you need to receive forgiveness so that you can be renewed? Again, if you look at Psalm 32, he longs to forgive us. He longs for us to trust him and then he will lead us forward as that wonderful psalm shows us. So I think as we come to a close tonight, I would suggest that each one of us just now in the quiet of your heart uh, for the next uh, minute or so, just be praying. Let's just pray together. Loving Father, we thank you that you're calling each one of us home. We thank you that you love us to pieces. And you long for us to come home Father, help me tonight to receive that love of yours in a deeper way than I've ever felt before. May we just be just overwhelmed by your love for each one of us. Thank you, Father. And Lord, forgive us that we ran away from home. Forgive us That we still occasionally do wander away from home, albeit briefly sometimes. We want to receive your love. We want our permanent home to be with you. We want to just be with you.